0: The following episode of Discussing Who is presented in loving memory of Elizabeth Sladen.
1: I loved my time on Doctor Who.
0: I had the huge privilege of working with a host of remarkable, gifted and often highly prestigious actors. My own travelling companions, Billy, Freema and Catherine, were second to none. But the experience just wouldn't have been the same if my TARDIS hadn't been graced by the lady who lit up my childhood and helped me fall in love with it all in the first place. As a child, I was delighted to know
1: Sarah Jane Smith. As an adult, I was privileged to know Elizabeth Sladen. David Tennant.
0: Hello. Oh, I should think so.
2: And you are... Hmm?
0: Uh... Smith, John Smith.
2: John Smith? I used to have a friend who sometimes went by that name.
0: Well, it's a very common name.
2: He was a very uncommon man. Nice to meet you.
0: Nice to meet you, yes, very nice. More than that, brilliant.
2: Um, so, um, have you worked here long?
0: No, um, it's only my second day.
2: Oh, you're new then. So, what do you think of the school? I mean, this new curriculum? so many children getting ill doesn't that strike you as odd
0: you don't sound like someone just doing a profile well
2: no harm in a little investigation
0: while i'm here no good for you good for you oh good for you sarah jane smith hello everyone and welcome to discussing who we're glad that you're here and we invite you to subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast player this episode marks the first time that all three of us have been together in the same episode since our last recording together, which was live at WhoLanta. And who are we? I am Kyle Jones and joining me on this show are my co-host. First up, Mr. Clarence Brown. Clarence, how are you? I'm doing quite well,
2: sir. Doing well. How about you, man? Ah, pretty good, my friend. What's been going on with you? Ah, uh, just same old, same old, work and work, so work <laughs> nothing and special, work. nothing well, special.
0: Going to hopefully kind of maybe relax this weekend or do something fun,
2: perhaps? Ah, uh, yeah, so we'll be at Con Costabros in Huntsville, Alabama this weekend. Absolutely, and I am, like, psyched for that. Kirby
0: Bartlett Sloan, who we met face-to-face, all three of us at WhoLanta, messaged me yesterday, I think, asking if we were going, and he will be there. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. Oh, cool. Cool, man. Cool, Dale. And welcoming back our other part of this three-person co-hosting gig, Lee Shackelford. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. I'm, glad to be back. I'm glad to have you back. We're glad to have you back. And where have you been?
1: I've been everywhere, man, as the old song says. I, <laughs> I've been in uh, the U.K. and the Czech Republic, and – uh and in deep space, because uh, since I talked to you last we've launched series three of Relativity and uh uh starring Clarence brown and <laughs> it's uh, uh i I'm, I'm really I'm really proud of of the work that we've all done on this so seriously I, I as you listen to it you'll hear Clarence get better and better as an actor it's uh it's it's fun to it's fun to listen to so I think we're, we're both growing in their in our roles would you say that would you oh, I would. oh yeah Okay. Oh, I, and I don't
0: mean to jump in, but I will say from the listener's perspective, absolutely, because I've <laughs> now been able to differentiate between Chris and Marcus and Lee and Clarence. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. So that's I, really
2: fun <laughs> for me.
1: But I, I am, I'm just so, I'm so grateful to, to Clarence for being willing to jump in on this.
2: No, man. Merry, thank merry you. Mary Chase. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun, man. I appreciate you having me on. Excellent.
1: Uh, we'll get to work on twenty six through thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a bit more work to do. <laughs> we, we're we're not done by a long shot. So before we get to the next big cliffhanger,
0: oh yes.
1: so, yeah, so I can't wait. I mean,
0: I, I mean, I'm telling you, it, it is for anyone listening. Things are picking up in season three. Just let me say that and leave it at that. It is getting good. It's getting gooder. Oh, it's gooder. It's getting, <laughs> it's getting gooder. gooder all the time. It's getting gooder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a curious question for you. Have you met anyone recently, any celebrities or anything you might have come across while your trip across the pond?
1: <laughs> I was in, uh, I was in Huddersfield, which is, um, sort of, uh, right smack in the, in the center of the, of England. And, uh, which is not too far from Manchester, which I mostly know from the song from Hare about Manchester. But, um, Home of Dave A.C. Cooper. Oh, wow. And Dave, bless his heart. Uh, he and I kept trying to figure out how we were going to get together because, of course, we've been doing podcasts together since, since we both started doing this. And, um, so we know each other's voices well, but, uh, yeah. So then we were going to be within 20 miles of each other. It seemed daft, but I, of course I was there without a car or anything and staying with friends. And, uh, my friends shout out to Carlon Jimena. They said, well, why don't you just have this Mr. Cooper come over to our house? So uh, he was out, you know, ranging. He was actually out looking for me. And, uh, <laughs> and so I texted him and I said, here's the address. Why don't you come over? So he did. He drove over to, uh, Carl, Humana, and Pietro's house and, and stayed with us for a merry afternoon. And we just sat out in the backyard and had the best chat, some of which I videotaped because uh, some of which I videoed tape it's just oh, <laughs> <laughs> so much i videoed on my phone because um i had a i had a pertinent question that i wanted to ask about uh um, collective um on which kyle and i have both been guests and we have both screwed up the sign-off so i now have video of me asking dave how that's actually supposed to work the <sighs> sign-off very silly but he is of course a lovely man and it was just great to, to you know sort of be in the same place with him and you know he drove all the way out there just so we could do that so good on him very good good on him and
0: he bestowed upon you a very very nice i mean i just have to say and i think clarence would agree here that that this gift looked fantastic i mean fantastic is the word yes it just totally looked i mean i couldn't have you know that was just like the Best looking gift I think he could have ever given
1: you because it's got all three of us on it. <laughs> it's got us on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, he said, "Well, I found this shop where this fellow will, you know, put anything on a t-shirt for twenty pounds." So he, he had this t-shirt. Maybe has the relativity logo on the back, I may say, but it has that great photo of the three of us posing in that a magnificent TARDIS replica uh, from Hulanta, uh, made by the uh, Madman with the Workshop guy. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, discussing who on the front relativity on the back and uh yeah, in the middle there you go and with, with me sandwiched in between but yeah he didn't have to do that i mean what a what a beautiful thing so. no dave is a very very
0: nice guy and kudos to you for having the opportunity to meet him
1: oh yeah so yeah so that's my that's my Huvian adventure uh abroad I, I had lots of other adventures in that two weeks but none of them have any relevance to the show so there we go but yeah I know he's listening to this, so cheers, Dave. Thanks again for that beautiful gift for driving out there to see me. And uh, he also left us a bottle of sparkling of a sparkling wine that the rest of us enjoyed heartily later. So.
2: <laughs>
1: so I do have
0: a bit of news before we get into our review, which is, and Clarence, I'm going to point this one to you because I am curious to get your feedback on it, since this is more of a gaming streaming service the classic doctor who is streaming on twitch tvs
2: your what are your thoughts on that uh well i mean this is a cool thing like you said twitch is just a streaming service uh early on it was focused on gaming but now you can find things such as cooking shows and i guess even doctor who now so um <laughs> it's a kind of a cool thing that they're putting on and uh you should definitely check it out at twitch.tv
0: yeah, I actually did, and Lee, the episode with the—I think it's Planet of the Giants—isn't that the classic story that you first got interested in Doctor Who with? This is my
1: introduction to Doctor Who, right? Yeah,
0: that was the first thing that whenever I, you know, went out on Twitch and saw, you know, what they were playing, that was yeah. the—that was the story, and I was like, "How cool is that?" Yeah. <laughs> This next one is courtesy of the website com. It is class, and class is returning via big finish. So, new yeah. life first class.
2: Hmm. What Interesting. You guys think?
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it the original cast?
0: Original cast, it is. And they will be joined by a classic companion, Ace.
1: Interesting. Hmm. Oh, Ace will fit in there very nicely. That's really interesting. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, it, it has has the TV series, has it just gone up to some other platform? Is it like on Netflix or something? Because I have several friends. I just noticed on, on, on social media, several of my friends are saying, oh, so I'm finally giving this class thing a try. I think so, it is on Netflix in the UK.
0: Clarence, do you know?
1: I have no idea. I think I It
0: think just seemed like Netflix funny timing
1: that suddenly they were... Okay. Well, that, that might explain it. But yeah, it's just funny. Several people I knew were saying, you know, well, I'm going to watch class now. Hmm. Okay. Well, So do you know if it's continuous with the storyline or are they going to...
0: That um, I don't know. But I, I just... Am, I think they got the short end of the stick or or the short... Whatever. But I mean, I, I think they got a bad deal in, in the... Because I don't think the story was bad. I just think not presented well for people to grasp the audio and, you know, grasp onto it.
2: Yeah, I think it definitely was a marketing thing and timing thing. You know, people talk about Solo and how it's doing so, uh such a disappointment in the box office now, which I think is largely due to timing, you know. So the fact that it didn't come to the U.S. for quite a while and I I think that was the main thing because because people were clamoring for it. And once you lose that fervor or that, I don't know, anticipation that people have, you kind of lose the market. So I don't I don't know. I don't know. Uh, It's good to see it continuing on. I hope they continue the story because, you know, we got that teaser at the end for one of my favorite villains. So so I hope they can do something to kind of flush out the story a little bit more and and go into something new and exciting.
0: Yep, Agreed. Agreed. Speaking of something exciting. You guys ready hmm. to just go ahead and jump into
1: the review? Yeah, I guess. You know,
0: Mighty I mean, way. why not? As yeah, long
1: as we're here. Yeah, why not? On this episode. Of By course, which I mean, yes.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, I got to say this. I, let me say this before we get started. This is one of the stories that I have been most looking forward to reviewing, but at the same time, dreading to review. <laughs> and How, how's that? Well, we'll get to it in just a minute. But okay. yeah, I'm, I'm, i'm 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 excited to talk about it so uh for anyone who is listening we are going to at this point review school reunion school reunion is doctor who series two episode number three so here comes the warning if you've not seen school reunion be warned because from henceforth spoilers.
1: spoilers spoilers
2: spoilers spoilers Spoilers.
0: So this episode originally aired in the UK on the 29th of April, 2006. So guys, without going into the story details, just on a high level, what are your initial thoughts of the story? And
2: Clarence, I'm going to point that to you first. Mm, I don't want people to be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I very much enjoyed the story. I love some of the interactions between Rose and uh Sarah Jane, but overall it, it was it was a solid story. I I don't know if I'm as high on it as you guys, but I do did enjoy it. It was a solid story. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Good to see Mickey step up a little bit too. Oh, yes. absolutely.
1: All right, so Lee, What say you? Oh, yeah. I, I you know Clarence is right. It's it's really hard for me to to have any um objectivity. Uh, on this show, I, I, I not only grew up, well, you know, my adult life as a Whovian, it has been all about love of Sarah Jane. And so her, her coming back to the, the, you know, getting an episode of the classic series was, was going to be a high point. This is also a story that my son and I particularly enjoyed. We remember back in 2006. Um, and we, and we used to just joke about it and make references to it. We, he and I actually started a blog that went nowhere, but we called it the Crillettane Chronicle. You know, I mean, so we were we were like obsessed with school reunion. When when I would take him to school in the morning, he would get in the car and he would say, "We are in, in a car." A ca- <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, so the the school reunion references kind of they kind of loom large in in my own life. And looking back at it now, I, I can't untangle all of that stuff. But I I did looking at it this time have some thoughts about it as a as a screenwriter that that. Things that I hadn't really thought about before, so I, I, I had a, a real appreciation for it uh, from that perspective. Trying to be a little bit dispassionate about it, but um, no, I, I just think it's a terrific episode. I just had a you know great fun looking at it again. So, so what what about you? Do you do you have the same? So so, so mine is my, objectivity possible?
0: He, yeah. So so here's. <laughs> objectivity for me is a two-edged sword or a triple-edged sword or whatever. Because (laughs) often, you know, I do find it very hard sometimes to be objective. I mean, Clarence has made the point, and very accurately so, that when I'm through with something, I'm through with something. When I like something, I like something. And, you know, obviously, I like this story. I I obviously, you know, like this. Because I've said before that this was the episode that – solidified for me that this was indeed Doctor Who, and it's all because of Sarah Jane. The flip of that is going back and trying to be objective and trying to see it as a story. I found it hard to do that, so I just wrote down facts, and the reason for that is I've not seen this episode in its entirety since 2011. So having said that, it was a little hard for me going back and watching it and being objective because i've not seen it in so many years so so that's mine so let's let's kind of take it from the start we see that we have sarah jane I mean, well we don't see sarah jane at all at first you see no. um the doctor and you see rose so i'm curious <laughs> to th- they're undercover yes and they're undercover so i'm curious to see what you guys thought of that interaction and those
2: initial scenes so clarence what do you think Uh, I thought it was kind of fun how um, David Tennant getting the teacher job, which is the more glamorous of the two in this case, (laughs) while Rose is –
1: Yeah, he won. (laughs) (laughs) He said they tossed a coin or what?
2: (laughs) (laughs) And and she's slaving away in the cafeteria. So I thought that was really interesting. I liked their interactions early on. And it showed showed me one thing that I already knew, but it kind of reaffirmed it. David Tennant can talk really, really fast. Yes, he can. And brilliantly so. (laughs) <laughs>
1: That's right. Correctamundo. Yes. mundo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, what's it called? The Christmas Invasion. That, uh, as he's trying to figure out who he is, you know, one of the things he says is, and, and judging by the evidence, I've got kind of a gob. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he, he's already aware of the motor mouth thing. So it's pretty fun. <laughs> you know,
0: Lee, what did you think of the whole decision from from the writing's perspective of setting them undercover? And not just being there investigating something.
1: Yeah, it's lovely that we, we start with a, a big question mark that the doctor's teaching a, a high school physics class. So I, I still remember this from from when it was originally aired. It's like, what is going on? It's, you know, we don't know why he's doing that. And I, I just love the, the sort of unpacking the mystery of that. And then we then we see Rose, you know, serving chips in the cafeteria, uh, slinging hash. And then it starts to become a little clearer what's going on but, uh, and then what fun that is. You know, and then he's teasing her about it. You know, you missed a spot, things like that. Um, so yeah, did,
0: did either it, of you pick up on a line between Rose and the doctor where the doctor makes a reference to Mickey is the one who put them onto what was going on at the school? And in fact, he says this: yeah. it's your boyfriend who, yeah, he calls him
1: your boyfriend.
0: I did not understand that the first time, you know, that I, or the many times that I've watched it. Lee, you mentioned the TARDISODES, the, the online mini episodes that they had in the mm-hmm. UK at the time. Yep. That was Mickey find this particular one that accompanied this episode was Mickey finding out what or something that was going on to the school. And that was him referencing or trying to call Rose. So yeah.
1: all the UFO activity. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
2: So, yeah, which which is funny because I think Rose says, uh, "You weren't just making this up to get me back or something, <laughs> something yeah. to that effect," mm-hmm. which is really cool. Also, if you uh, fast forward a little bit in the future, we see we're kind of this um, roles are flipped where the doctor is the janitor and Clara is the teacher. Yes, very good. That's right. That
1: that's almost revenge, isn't it? <laughs> Or penance, maybe. Maybe he chose to do that because (laughs) what he'd done to Rose back then.
0: (laughs) I'm seeing this over and over. And again, Clarence, kudos for suggesting that we do this because I keep picking up on things that are just one-liners or little, maybe Mm -hmm. nothing more than coincidences that, like what I'm about to say in just a moment, are things that you don't even realize that they have perhaps added in that we're just – not getting because we don't see them that often. And the example I'm about to use is the doctor got this job thanks for letting someone mysteriously get a lottery ticket, and now they yeah. don't have a job anymore. Yeah, I wonder how that happens. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. fast forward several years in the future, and there is a certain person that he pretty much sets financially for life by giving her a lottery ticket. As a wedding (laughs) gift. So, you know, quite interesting. So I've got a quick question for you guys about the entire idea of learning with the computers. Considering that this was made probably 2005, aired in 2006, and I know computers were around there then, obviously. But do you think that Uh there might have been some cultural something going on that, you, you know, you've got computers in school and that this was maybe computers were changing how kids
1: thought? Do you think that was any type, or am I just pulling at straws here? No, speaking as the – I think the one of us who's a teacher here, right? I think uh, – Yeah, that's, that's the yeah yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 I can tell you that my university was going through a struggle because students were starting right about that time for the first time to bring their laptops to school and to, to university. And some people in upper administration thought that we should – um bar them from the classroom. Oh wow. But they thought they were either distracting or a way to cheat or, you know, there were there were a list of objections. But of course what's happened in the 10 years, to, you know, 13 years since then is now students are practically required to bring their computers to class. <laughs> yeah. So so whatever that the objections were, they didn't last long because, you know, the obvious benefits of them as learning tools were you know quickly overpowered people's yeah, kind of old fashioned. What is this thing in my classroom? Kind of, kind of objections. Um, and so, yeah, this was right about the time that that, at least at my school, this, this is about the time that debate was happening. So, you know, is putting students in front of a computer, is that
2: a good thing or a bad thing? Um,
1: <laughs> and in this case, it's a very, very bad thing. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, minus the acid food, you know, you yeah, can't okay, get quite yeah, as smart. Right. <laughs> they just did not make the chips as well as Bill did. Nope, nope, nope. So, <laughs> what's what's this thing about Mickey all of a sudden being a certified or bona fide computer hacker?
1: Well, haven't we sort of teased that all along? I mean, he 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 got into the computer. He got yeah. into uh, like NORAD for uh, when the, right. the the um, the the um, uh, 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 were in space. Yeah. Um, I guess you're right. Yeah, Just hmm. seems so weird. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, as as an actual expert on this, you know that the way uh, computer hacking is depicted in TV shows and movies is uh, is a
2: lot of BS. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, uh, it's it's so easy. <laughs> yes, and and I did find it like funny time. when when the doctor picked up an inter, an Ethernet switch. Oh yeah. There has to be something in this thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like That's what? Right. It's a switch. It. Oh. <laughs> well,
1: yes, there is something in there. It's a switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the my TV moment was because I just come back from the UK when I was seeing this was that uh, Mickey reaches down to pull out the the standard. UK base plug. And there's a shower of sparks when he does it. <laughs> well, what? Okay. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, thankfully, that does not always happen when you unplug yeah. something that is UK base plug.
2: <laughs> oh boy.
1: Yeah, so great.
0: whatever. Well, the thing that got me in that, just watching it. And it's interesting to see our technology change because we've talked about, you know, the cell phones that they've been using in previous episodes, but seeing that classroom full of those big, Monitors, and I'm going
1: yeah, uh, those things are huge exactly the the putty colored cases and everything, yeah, it's so, true, so what
0: do we think of the headmaster, Mr. Fitch, as a
2: character? What do you guys think? How'd you like him? I think they made it just well, maybe just all of the the um collatine as a whole they they made them just the right amount of creepy. Cause when we get the opening scene of him taking the girl into the office, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I I I I sat up real fast, like, whoa. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, almost lunchtime. Yeah. So they were not holding back uh for this tea time event. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but right. yeah, by not even showing, but at least uh kind of putting in our minds of, of some very um some very uh disturbing things happening under Mr. Finch's watch. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed, agreed.
1: And a lot of us know that actor from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, too. So we were already sort of expecting him to be, um, the bad guy and, uh, to possibly be a bat. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, he, he's, he's marvelous. Uh, Anthony Head, he's just, he's always uh, um, great at doing this kind of thing. And I, and I love nothing more in this episode, uh, in some ways than him squaring off with David Tennant. Uh, uh sort of as the representative of two races and uh it's a, it's that's a wonderful and cool conversation love that yeah he doesn't back down does he no he doesn't and and they're both frightening in that so it's it's a great that you you sense them as equals and so it's not clear who's going to win it's 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 i think that's great
0: you know this just popped into my head and no uh disrespect to the uh actor who played this particular character before it was marvelous, marvelously a played by another actress recently, but he would have perhaps made a good version of the master.
1: I I think I remember thinking that um, when the episode aired that I, you know, if we're going to meet the master again, I hope it's him, but you know,
0: but, but I saw, you know, much, much Roger Delgado ish, you know, that Mm -hmm. he, he, he could have personified not the
1: zany whimsical, but the diabolical and scary. Yeah, that's right. And that's, I think this often happens on the show and we, we actually, we've, we've sort of hinted about this, um, on discussing who before that, that sometimes you, you get the sense that the, the alien race, the bad guy, the monster, whatever it is, it ends up actually being kind of forgettable that, that sometimes it's clear that we've got to have a monster this week, but that's not why we're doing the episode. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, like say, for example, we want really want to do a story that's going to have Queen Victoria in it. <laughs> and it may also have a werewolf, you know, but uh, so it, it, I, I, don't, I really don't think that episode started out as being one about a werewolf. I, I think we really want to do something about kind of backstory with, with Queen Elizabeth. I, uh, Victoria, I mean, so I, you know, do you, uh, am, am I imagining that or no. haven't we had that conversation? Sometimes we can't quite remember who the big bad was supposed to be in the episode because that ended up not being what the episode's about really. It's uh, oh, like oh, I, probably my favorite 12th Doctor adventure still is is uh, the one with the uh, the two-dimensional um, creatures. Uh, and, and I love that whole idea. Um, but what I really love about that episode is that Clara gets to be the Doctor. And I think that's really what the episode's about. Uh, and so, kind of the bad guys are almost incidental. And so, the Crelatane run the risk of being like that here, but I think they're genuinely really interesting and they're
2: really frightening. So, I don't know. No, I totally agree because it makes me think about some of the team ups we've seen in the past five doctors. This The story is really about them. Well, the purpose really is for them all to get to be together. Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) Excellent example. Yeah. yeah. Who cares what the villain
2: is? (laughs) Yeah. And we see what the story is just like a a non-starter. It just kind of falls on his face. But Mm. credit to the episode here, you know, it's about the reunion, but they managed to put a very memorable and competent villain around the story. So,
1: yeah. This is the big screenwriting thing that struck me this time is that it would be perfectly if, if I had written this script. I think I would have gotten to the point of trying to get Sarah Jane back into it and how she's going to interact with Rose. And I would have been thought of the Krillotane and I would have thought the Krillotane are at the school because they're going to eat these children. What right. a, a, a a Toby Whitehouse level of genius is required here, though. And kudos to him for the script, because they're not here to eat these children. They're here to use these children's yeah. souls because yes. they're 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 on the verge of becoming gods. That's a mm-hmm. so, so much bigger idea that yeah. I would have come up with that I would have thought of, and it, and it makes that's what makes them genuinely frightening when you realize the scope of what they're actually doing here <clears throat> and the urgency that you know that now we have to now we have to stop them at all costs. Uh, I, I just I just think that's that's fantastic, and and I, and, I, and I, it makes me wonder why have we not encountered the krillotane again because. Um, they could they could look like
2: anything, right? Yeah, yeah, and I I I love this whole Borg-like mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where <laughs> they're like assimilating different exactly, you know, right. enemies and and taking the parts that they love and, mm-hmm. and and forming into this different race. I thought that was really interesting, and and like you said, why haven't we seen these guys again? And is is this the only time we see them? We didn't see them before. Nope. Oh, okay. They're made up for this episode. I get. So, so, so here's yeah. how I think we can put
0: your theory Lee, to the test and, and answer both of the, the questions that you guys have just answered. And, and I, and actually Lee, I think the theory holds water and I think it will hold true, which is the villains that we see that were made for those stories, just for the purpose of having a villain, the werewolf, the Kralitane, um, you know, unfortunately, the Slitheen stayed around a little bit longer than that, but still, you know. <laughs> but these characters, these villains that you see that are never seen again, those are the ones that were just made for the purpose of, we need a villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. the Krelatine, unfortunately, fall into that category because the, you could make them scary if you wanted
2: to. Yeah. And, and ultimately, they're probably not the cheap, the most affordable villain to have on screen because obviously a lot of CG in this in this episode. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good point. Some of which I thought was quite good too, which I, is worth calling out at this point, especially yeah. for 2006. Yeah, and and series television. Yeah, right. But but yeah, you're right, Clarence. That that may be one of the reasons why we've never seen him again. <laughs> so I don't know, but we yeah. have established
0: they could look like anything now. Yeah. Yeah. So who's to say we haven't seen them again? We
1: haven't <laughs> seen them. <laughs> well, and maybe that was the end of them. Like with the cigarettes, maybe this is all that there were, and they all got. To, yeah, they've all met their demise in this episode. Who knows? Who? But what we do know is that Mr. Fitch
0: welcomed a reporter that was doing a survey, not a survey, but a but a story on him, and <laughs> is bragging about all the changes that he's made to the school and he says to her you're a woman of vision miss smith and from the very beginning she says oh i can see everything mr fitch quite clearly lee i'll let you take it since you're the one who has known sarah jane the longest what did you think of that
1: inner reintroduction i'll call it of sarah jane I, I remember watching this the first time and just sort of punching the air, not only because we saw her face for the first time in, in decades, but just that I see everything quite clearly. It's like, yes, <laughs> she's not just here. She's back to what she was doing when we first met her back when she was before she was the third doctor's companion. And, um, a- a- and we are introducing her as a heroine who is smarter than the villain. You know, I just said, thank you. Thank you. Who wrote this? Let's find out who. <laughs> thank you, Toby. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, just, just terrific. Um, because really that sort of was the concept of her in the first place is that she was, she was Lois Lane. Correct. You know, when we first met her, she's 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 there. She's at unit under under a false name <laughs> and just because she is completely fearless about these things. She'll she'll just walk up and tell somebody I'm so and so when she's not so that they'll open the door for her. And so she can write the story. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I've i always admired that. And so here she is all these years later and she's still doing it. And just big smile. Big smile. So, Clarence, what was your take, uh, you know, on that? Uh, uh <laughs>
2: I think I better let you go ahead and take it. I, I mean, honestly, it was cool, but I I really had no ingrained affinity or anything for it. It's like, okay, that's cool. That's cool.
1: Yeah, you know. that's right. But yeah. And next. And, yeah. But, but, but yeah. you know what? I don't think there's
0: – No, 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 no. I don't think <laughs> there's anything wrong with that because coming from the new perspective, you don't come with the baggage per se – Mm-hmm. Of the, of the foreknowledge and that attachment, you know, it's 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 a fresh perspective. So so no, there's nothing wrong with that. I I, I remember for me just watching it, kind of being the way Lee was in saying, "This is the, the this is Sarah Jane." I mean, period. There, that's all that needs to be said. It's at from the moment she walked in, Sarah Jane. Period. Yeah. You know,
1: i've I've wondered since then if for a lot of us it's about growing older ourselves you know that we we worry that we're not we worry that our our usefulness is diminishing in the world and she she's clearly gone through some of that in this story and I just, and I think that that for a lot of us, our hearts were glad that we saw, there's old Sarah Jane. It's been 30 years since we saw her last, and she's still doing what she used to do, and she's clearly doing it well, you know? And I think that's part of what feels good about it. Like, yeah, yeah, good for her.
2: Yeah. Though, though, Miss Tyler um, took, she, she didn't hesitate to actually <laughs> bring up the fact that she was old and outdated many, many times.
1: <laughs> we, we, we got to talk about this because it is, it really is my favorite thing in the episode is the two of them immediately locking horns. And there's so many ways to write this confrontation. I mean, for fans of the new series, this is about Rose's territory being imprinted, infringed on, right? I mean, you know, to, to, to hell with the, the the old fans who who know who who Sarah Jane is. If you don't know who she is, she's its just like, wait a minute, the doctor seems to be interested. He has a prior relationship, and he's never talked about her. It's just because. And Rose puts her finger right on it. It's a great moment the story. Is this what's going to happen to me? Oh man, yeah. And
2: so go, he has to tell so, her. So yeah,
1: let's talk about it. Go for it. Yeah. Well, I, I love, I'm just sitting here actually scrolling over it on on, the, on my, my screen again. I I it just, when they start playing, can you top this? When the two of them are, because they're both immediately, both of them, they're really mean to each other. And they have no no compunction about it. And it turns into mummies. I've met ghosts. Robots. Lots of robots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sladeen in Downing Street. Uh, where does that go from there? Daleks. Met the Emperor. Antimatter <laughs> zombies, gas mask zombies, real living dinosaurs, real living werewolf, the Loch Ness Monster. Boom.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and Rose says, <laughs> seriously. And the next <laughs> thing it happens, you've got to look at this look on Elizabeth Sladen's face as an actor. She's the one, you know, she's the grown up in the room. She's the one who realizes, oh, my God, this is stupid. Yeah. And she actually covers her face. And the look on Billy Piper's face as an actor right behind that, it's so sweet. She just looks at her like, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Boy, we are being silly. And they immediately go to that mode of saying, Listen to us. Listen to how silly this is. So they're laughing when the doctor comes back in the room. Yes. And uh, sort of a behind the scenes thing. I, I read this, uh, I had read this until just recently that um, I don't know whose idea this was, but they, they really wanted to play the two of them laughing, laughing, laughing. So when David Tennant enters the shot, he they had drawn a mustache on him. The makeup artist had <laughs> drawn a so when he comes in, he has this silly looking mustache. And that's what they're laughing at. In fact, you'll notice, uh, Billy Biper as, as Rose, she points at him. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's what she's pointing at. But, but anyway, but you know, but still for script purposes and as actors, it, it really works. We get past the rivalry and now they're on the same page once they both realize how silly they're being. And I have witnessed that exact kind of thing in real life. It plays so true. And I, I think, as a writer, I would have wanted them to immediately hit it off and be friends, and that's a boring choice. What's a lot more interesting if the both of them resent each other immediately?
2: Yeah, Mickey says it so perfectly. You know, your <laughs> your 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 ex and your current girlfriend in the same <laughs> your worst room worst
1: nightmare. <laughs> yes, and
2: that's exactly what would happen. That, that's right. But, but, but you know, what might be even the worser of the nightmares is that they start getting alone and comparing <laughs> is, notes. It's right,
1: exactly, yeah.
2: Which yeah, is kind of, <laughs> I, I, I take that as the look David Tennant had as he walked in, saw them all laughing and stuff. Like, oh. Uh oh. <laughs> they, got,
1: they got to the notes comparing stage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he's with you to see uh, stroke bits of the TARDIS, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, do you, do you two want to be alone? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. No, that's it. Mickey, this is – yeah. And Mickey says, you know, I, I want you to appreciate how hard I'm trying. Not to say I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> but how he's cool right. is that for
0: Mickey to have this <laughs> moment as a character where he's not the, you know, sick puppy looking, you know, all deer-eyed
1: and whatever. That's right. It's them. Yeah, it is. It's a moment of cool triumph for Mickey. <laughs> so <laughs> – but I do. I, I love that so much that, that it, 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 it's just a great way of taking both of those characters seriously. This is really what would happen. And it's, and it's a taste of things to come because the more serious conversation that's following is the show itself, the showrunners, Russell T Davies and, and this screenwriter taking the whole thing about companions really seriously for the first time. In the whole history of the show. What happens to them after they've traveled with it? Yeah. The curse of the time lords. curse of the time
0: lords. So let's talk about that particular dialogue and that scene
1: and that back and forth. What did you guys think? I'm trying to remember now the, the exact way the doctor says it because it, it's it's the thing that brings a tear to my eye. I don't age. I regenerate. But regenerate. humans, you decay. You wither and you die. Exactly. You can spend the rest of your life with me. But I can't spend the rest of my life with you. Yeah. It's yeah. so sad. Yeah. And it's true, and it's always been true. We've just never called it out before.
2: And it, I think it makes it especially sad knowing that, you know, Gallifrey is gone. He's all alone already. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that he could never have anyone to just be with him forever. Uh or as long, long as he, he lives. lives, it's it's really um <laughs> it could make it it's really a sad, sad thing to think about. You you know, I think that was
0: brilliant that they acknowledged the fact of the scene where, you know, the doctor is called back to Gallifrey. You know, you know, actually, the scene we watched, I think we didn't we watch that while we were at Hulanta? I think we did. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, the scene where she's called back and he leaves her in the wrong place. That was so brilliant to actually reference that and reference the (laughs) fact that you did take her to the wrong place. And, you know, she, she says a line, which now another line that I've seen repeated again, and I'm hearing it said differently, of course, but the, I waited for you. Yeah. You know, we heard that at the finale of season 10, I waited for you. Mm. That's right. And, and, and it's, you know, it's sad looking at it from the pr- perspective of a companion, he does take them to all these different places. They do see all these different things and then they go back to, and you know, and Rose, we talked about that on this show when we were reviewing um the parting of the ways with, with Rose not being disrespectful to her mother and Mickey, but talking about, you know, how can I, how can I just sit here when all this other things
2: are going on? Yeah and 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 what Sarah Jane says in that moment, she says uh something to the effect that did I do something wrong? Yeah. You just dumped me like yeah. wow, yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man that's deep, <laughs> yeah,
1: well, it is and and if you and it, if you're a fan of the classic series, it sort of sort of starts making you think back over the other partings with companions, and you realize how often these women that he travels with, they decide to stay because of another man. Um And in fact, that became sort of the shorthand way of, of, of ditching a companion. And I, which I always thought was, it's lazy screenwriting. It's just, it's just facile. She met somebody else, you know, but, um but that's not Sarah Jane. She really did get dumped. And um uh, after traveling with him so long and through two uh, incarnations, um, you,
0: you, you so. know, I'm wondering why now that you mentioned that, was it because she was such a strong character that they didn't want to perhaps quote unquote marry her off? But on the flip, I think she should have gotten a better send off than just being deposited, you know, by the side of the
1: road. Yeah. Although the abruptness of it is part of what I like about it. I mean, it hurts emotionally, but I just think it's really good writing and, and it's it's sweet how they, how they played it. Um, but I I know that the decision happened very quickly, you know, kind of in, in backstage of the show that, that she had, you know, decided she wanted to move on. And so they kind of had to, had to hurry to figure out how to do that. Um, because it left them with a bunch of scripts that had her name on it, you know, (laughs) which which then get given to Louise Jameson and they'll just mark out Sarah Jane and write in Leela, which is why some of Leela's scripts are really weird because the characters are completely different. Right. But. but she's still trying to do scripts that had actually been written for Sarah Jane. But um, but yeah, I, I, I do think that, uh, I'd like to think at least that at some level somebody, you know, in a showrunner capacity said, well, no, she's not the kind of person we're just going to suddenly give her a boyfriend and she's going to decide to stay behind for him. I just don't no, I don't nah, see that.
2: That wouldn't have, that wouldn't have worked mm-hmm. well. I don't no. think. Well, even when he asked her, um, does she have grandkids?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It just makes it even more sad because he's like, no, because it no. seems like, he She was just waiting for him, yeah,,
1: yeah, he didn't mean to twist the knife there, but he but he he did you know, it's like, no, of course I don't, I was waiting for you, <laughs> so yeah,, oh, oh, wow, well, another so. thing that she said during that
0: particular exchange that I found oh, immensely like just sad was everything has its time and everything in, which yeah. I thought was
1: like heartbreak and and it's it it's great too, because. That's exactly the thing that needs to be said in that moment. And it makes her the, the wise person in the room, even wiser than the doctor who is at that moment, I, I think anyway, seriously being tempted. I mean, this is like Jesus in the wilderness. I mean, the, the, uh, the, um, the, 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 uh, <laughs> the Lord here, he, he's being Satan and he's saying, I can give you everything. And he's not kidding. He really can. And the doctor, as David Tennant plays, He's thinking about it, but he, but he hears Sarah when she says everything ends. Yeah. There's a time and a place, even relationships, everything.
0: And, and, you know, I think that again, the villains were totally forgetful to some degree, but I think from the exchange that these characters had, you had growth in the doctor, you Mm -hmm. had growth in Mickey You had growth for, you know, Rose. All three of these characters, in my opinion, experienced a growth spurt in this episode. I'm going to just say it's because of Sarah Jane, because I love Sarah Jane. But, you know, I think this is (laughs) one of those episodes that kind of
1: moved the story forward to some degree. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is a big moment for Rose. To have to see when she looks at Sarah Jane, she's seeing her future. One of these days, she's going to get left behind too. And you know, once you come to terms with that, you, there's no looking back. You, I mean, there's no turning back. You, uh, <laughs> and Mickey saves the day. <laughs> and that's got to feel good. It's not the first time he's saved the day too. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, to Kenny too, a, a minor character of the story who, <laughs> Who is now going to be the hero of the school forever?
2: Cause, yeah. Because Kenny blew up the school.
1: <laughs> We're so um, happy for Kenny because he's left out of everything up to that point, you know.
0: <laughs> but, you know, I think we have really, completely, totally done our review on injustice because we have omitted and not even talked about one of the most important characters of the story uh, Master? Affirmative. Affirmative, Master. We've not talked about K 9.
1: It's true, and I don't sense
0: excitement <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, and and, and kind of like Sarah Jane, um, for people who aren't fans of the classic series, I think you had to you have to kind of have, have R- Rose's response It's like, really? Why? Yeah. No, Mickey's the one who says, "Why? No, she says, why does it look so disco?'" Right. Well, it's
2: until we find out that Mickey then. is
1: canine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the tin dog. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite lines in the in the episode. <laughs> I'm the tin dog because he's right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've never been as big a fan of, uh, of K9 in the classic series as a lot of other people. And, uh, so I, I, and it's, it's really weird too that this episode establishes inside Doctor Who canon that K9 has ended up with Sarah Jane, even though we saw differently in the original series. Um, and it's because there are multiple K9s, but I wonder how many people Watching this, even devoted Doctor Who fans knew how in the world K9 and Sarah Jane ended up together. I do, I know you know, (laughs) but it's a. But would you agree? It's got to be a tiny, slim portion of Doctor Who fandom because if you're watching the classic series, we saw K9 go off with Romana. K9 is in E space with Romana,
0: right? But 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 Kyle also saw K9 and company. (laughs)
1: Exactly. So, to Clarence, do you know anything about this at all? <laughs> I have no idea. Continue to have no idea because it was a dumb <laughs> idea. But it, yeah, there was an there was an attempt to make a spinoff series, which would kind of be the Sarah Jane Adventures. But but it but Sarah Jane was popular. She left the show. Kane 9 was popular. Basically, written out of the show because the prop was difficult to work with, incredibly right. difficult to work with, and um. Yeah, but somebody had the idea, you know, fan, they were still getting fan mail. Well, you know, bring back K-9, bring back Sarah Jane. So they they, they, they did a pilot for a, a spinoff series in which K-9 is sent to the Earth and sent to Sarah Jane as a gift. And they're going to, like, solve crimes and do mysteries together. It, it was Scooby-Doo with a robot dog. And and Sarah Jane, I mean, K-9 is the one who's in the title. Sarah Jane was there sort of as an afterthought. She's
0: she's in company.
1: Yeah, that's right. She's the end <laughs> company, which is, you yeah. know, it's just, it's really insulting and hurtful. And then the show is, okay, I haven't watched it in years, but my recollection of it is, is that it's just moronic. And it's anyway, but yeah, so the series wasn't picked up. So there's that pilot out there. So that's the only <laughs> idea, the only thread in canon that canine is on the earth with Sarah Jane. But here, here now it turns up in the. Uh, um in this story and then in the Sarah Jane adventures which uh, is basically a, a a straight up uh, spin-off of this episode she still got K9 but but even there K9 is rarely used K9 lives uh, in a safe in the wall
2: so so was K9 not with her on the five doctors he, he was at the
0: beginning hmm. he was at the beginning remember uh, before she's whisked away uh She's she says goodbye to him as she's walking out.
1: You're so, right. Yes, that's right. She has to. Yeah. Somebody needs to go back and feed the dog. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad. <laughs> you so said that was that. after K9. And yeah. That's wow. I did, I didn't I didn't remember that because I was right.
0: about to make this you know corny joke of saying in my reality that I live in it made perfect sense why K9 was with Sarah Jane. <laughs>
1: exactly. I just, I just always thought, wow, that is a slender thread of canonicity there. That she's, <laughs> it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the show says that, and is on Earth with Sarah Jane. That's fine. There they are. But he's all, he's all beaten up and rusty, which is a little hard to believe in. Yeah, doesn't work properly, and um, and she's gotten old too, and um, and sort of the one of the storylines of this, the Doctor rejuvenates both of them. Hmm. Interesting. Well, k does make the ultimate sacrifice. And he does yeah he does so um yeah and that and she mourns because that was her last link with the doctor i mean she knows he's gonna go away again agreed agreed so but then when he does she's she's okay with it and that that's you know that's that's the arc of this story which means she's going away as a new person she's
2: not gonna be waiting for him anymore yeah. that's so so did you guys think that would be the last time you would see her um in doctor who proper though I, I think we do see her again in a couple of crossover episodes. We do. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But at the time, absolutely. I mean, I, rem- mm-hmm. I remember, you know, back in 2006 or whenever I watched this, I got emotional in that ending scene just from watching it, thinking, okay, I saw this character again. This is a one-off thing. Won't see her again. That was really good. Bye. You know, and that was kind of like saying yeah. bye to the character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, right. Because think about it what are the, what what's the likelihood that they would have brought back an original companion or a previous companion thirty something years after on there before definitely right. a one off thing, never see her again, never happen again so that was that was my perception as watching it
1: Mm-hmm, yeah,
0: so what did you guys think of mm. the offer traveler again, what did you guys think?
1: I was surprised, honestly, that she didn't take it, and I understand for story purposes why she can't. But watching it again now, and I'm I'm a lot older. I'm really old, guys. Watching, <laughs> no, <not>. watching it, <laughs> no, you're not getting older all the time. No, you're not. But what, but but watching it again this time, and, and being help me with the 12 years older than I was when I saw it the first time, realizing now I, I I get it this time. I really do understand if she's spent 30 years waiting for him and she's finally made her peace with that. And then he says, you know what? Let's start it all over again. Only all the rules are going to be different." Yeah. And she say, no, no, I, I have, I taken care of that. Thank you. No. And that's, that's why I was saying she's rejuvenated. She doesn't need him any. She, she, she can stand on her own two feet. And and I read, I read something uh, just uh, yesterday that I'd never seen before. So I don't, you know how rumors go, but um, somebody out there on in, in the interwebs was saying that if you if you if you have the script for this episode, and I know it's out there, the script suggests that Sarah has been spending a lot of her time between then and now drinking. Oh man, even sadder.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm glad they didn't hint hint that that, that I don't like that.
1: <clears throat> no, me either. And I think that I could understand
0: it. I could understand it, but I but 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 mm. don't t- you know don't blaspheme.
1: Yeah. Well, that's it. For one thing, it really is kind of pissing on a beloved character, but it, 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 it what what I who, you know, I don't know what the source of this was, but whoever was saying that, saying it was it was Liz Layton who said, I- I'll come back and do the show, but I won't do that. And um um I'm and I, I'm, I'm glad she for fought for that. Yeah, because because I do think that's wrong. I understand the intent of it, that the heartbreak was so great that she did what a lot of people do, you know, which is, you know, try to crawl inside a bottle. I, I, you know, I get that, but that is, that is beyond sad. That's, I just think it's, that's too much for this, this show for this kind of show. And, um, but, but instead she has been grieving and she's through, she's through grieving. So now she, she's now she stands a little taller and she walks away and, um, it's okay. It's okay. That's the end.
0: One thing that I noticed was they they did a play on the classic doctor coming into the Tardis you've redecorated I don't like it <laughs> yes. but but it was different because it's you've redecorated yes. do you like it yes yeah. I do yes
1: I do yeah
0: <laughs> yeah what did you guys think and Clarence I'll let you take this one what did you think of Mickey actually stepping up to now say, I want to come. I want to do this. I'm not the 10 dog.
2: Yeah, um it, it's kind of weird that K9 was the one who made him realize that he <laughs> wanted to be a bit more active. But you know, it's, it's it's good to see him uh step up a little bit and 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 tussle a little little bit with the rest of the crew. I am I'm, I'm enjoying that. He definitely was a big part of this episode and um it's good seeing him being intellectually smart in, in, in the show. Oh, something that he did that I want to bring up. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. One of my favorite parts of the episode is when a doctor accused him of screaming like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just... Just wonderful. <laughs> it's still the same. I'm Nicky. thinking
1: 10, 11 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen pigtails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lady. It was dark. <laughs> <laughs> still the same. Oh, if somebody Nicky. dropped a shower of yeah. bagged rats on you, you'd probably.
2: Yeah. yeah. You'd probably scream like a girl, too. Oh, <laughs> I would. And I'm not ashamed yeah. to say. Oh, I <laughs> think. Yep. I'd be right there with him. But yeah. So definitely get more confident, but, but still the same Mickey underneath. But, you know, he he's changing and I'm enjoying that. His growth is uh something that I'm really liking right now.
1: And yeah, we know we're going to see more of it. Too. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, boy. The look on Rose's face when he asks if he can come along, though.
2: Oh, she wasn't having that. Oh, no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm seeing that look on her face and I'm like, I'm hearing this thought and imagining what she's thinking as this is my territory. You don't, you know. Yeah. You're, you're, you're. Uh, trespassing on my territory. I just got rid of one. I don't right. need to have to now deal with you.
1: Yeah. It's so interesting that that, that little coda happens in this episode. It's like, didn't I just do this with Sarah Jane Smith? And now I gotta do it with Mickey. <laughs> yeah.
0: But he needs a Smith on board. That's the he deal. Smith mm-hmm. on board. We've, you know, pretty much got to the end of this entire story. So the doctor and Sarah have this exchange at the end. And I'll be honest with you, before we started talking, so kudos to both of you, I was actually going to say, let you guys take it, because I wasn't going to touch it, because I knew I couldn't. But, you know, mood has changed. I really enjoyed this interaction, mainly because I liked that closure, because, again, thinking that this would be the last time you would see Sarah Jane. I liked, you know, where he says, my Sarah Jane Smith, and they do the hug, and then that materialization or dematerialization and you see Canine 9 uh, been rebuilt, I thought was brilliant. So
1: what did you guys think of that closing scene? Yeah, I love it so much. And it's because it offers that closure the, that the story needs to let us know that she's going to be okay, that she's, she, she's in charge of herself now. She's not dependent on him. And, uh, yeah, even if you're not a big K-9 fan, you, you know, I love to see the little guy, uh, mm-hmm. You know, all, all clean and spiffy and new and, you know, and, and he's going to be her buddy. And that's OK. Clarence, I want to ask you this question a little bit different from you,
0: because honestly, I think the the perspective is million percent valid, which is not having, again, that baggage and just seeing the story wrap, you know, just seeing a closure of the story. What was your take on just how it ended?
2: Um. As as far as the story goes, I thought it was a sweet ending, but again, not really impactful to me at all. I thought it was interesting. I, I, I think for me, the moments with her that were the most impactful to me were when she first saw the TARDIS, that kind of look she had on her face. And that kind Mm -hmm. of really uh, established, you know, the, the, what I should think of her for the rest of the episode, you know? Mm-hmm. So ah, it, it cool. was sti- it, yeah. it, it was still sad to see her go, but I, immediately I know it's not nearly as impactful to me as it was to you guys.
0: Uh, before we give our <laughs> you know review or our rating, you know Lee, I've I've, I've got one question, and I want I want to kind of put this one to you. And this was actually I've a question. Got one for you
1: too. So. Okay, cool. Well, you go first, and then I'll then I will uh, uh, ask mine. Oh, for for classic for classic uh, Doctor Who fans, you notice what Sarah's last line in the episode is? Help me out here. She tells K9, "Come on, we've got work to do." Oh, ding, Which, ding, ding, uh, ding! I yeah. get it. Yes, Which is the last line of the original series.
0: Ah, uh, and uh, I've come on, never ladies. made we've that connection. We've got work
1: to do. Yeah. I think that just hit me again this time, but anyway.
0: Wow, I've so, never made that. All this time, I've never made that connection. I, I'm sure that's deliberate, too. I mean, that that can't be a coincidence. Oh, cool. I must remain connected to that. That is cool. <laughs> oh, how cool. Okay, so here here is my question. And it's actually a question I've been holding to ask, I think, and I hope I haven't asked it, not realizing it. But um, <laughs> t- my intent was to hold this question until we reviewed this, which is, Explain to me how or why, not how, but why, there have been many companions that have been seen that have passed away that, you know, you you hear all the time, unfortunately, of companions or people associated with Doctor Who passing away. And obviously, Elizabeth Sladen passed away. Why is it from, do you think... Using me as an example or using fandom as an example, there is this reverence slash attachment that I can sit here last night, 11 p.m., watching this episode and get to the point of the end and I'm bawling like a baby. <laughs> Why is that? What is it about this character, in your opinion,
1: that has that reaction or causes that reaction well it's it's the, it's the question we've been tormenting uh, poor clarence with ever since we watched a brain of morbius <laughs> that it and and you know the the guests you've had on i guess the last two guests that you've interviewed on this show um they both tag sarah jane as being their favorite companion <laughs> and it's really had me wondering why exactly it makes me want to go back and kind of watch everything from you know john perch we on to kind of to try to get a grip on that again. But I I think with a lot of characters, for whatever reason, we feel like we've we've entered into a relationship with them, not with the actor necessarily, but with the character, the way they're written, the kinds of things that happen to them, and we become attached to them. Um, She had a good long run as a companion compared to a lot of others. So she just gets a lot of time, and we feel like we've been through heaven and hell with her in in that last story the one where it's written that she finally gives up you know and says you got to take me home she she's she's possessed by an alien entity that takes over her her mind and then takes over her body and it's 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 really creepy and upsetting and you can understand why she says she's had enough um and, and you feel that we 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 experience that as audience members we 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 feel what the character is feeling if we if we are if we have that kind of empathy and it's really difficult to untangle the actor from the performer. That's something that my, my, my wife's research in this kind of narrative fiction is, is all about right now is about trying to, to find that fuzzy line between the actor that we may know and see in another context and the character that we know them uh, as playing. It's, I mean, I I know anybody listening to this, the three of us, we can think of a hundred examples right away. The the one that she always reaches to is William Shatner. He's Captain Kirk. You mm-hmm. know? Is the it, when he comes into a room, is that Captain Kirk coming into the room, you know? You know, <laughs> because I, No go ahead. <clears throat> so 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 that's the problem. And 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 I and, you know, I, I've lived long enough and I'm close enough to Elizabeth Slayton's age that when I was watching her on TV, she was somebody who seemed like a potential girlfriend, you know? I mean, I, I, so I, I had this big, big crush going on her, really enjoyed the character. She and I have grown older together. And then one day I hear that she's, you know, she, she went to the doctor and said, wow, you not only have cancer, but it's really, you've got, you've got months. Right. And exactly. then she was gone. Uh, so, I mean, she went from from having her own TV series to, to being, being gone. dead. Yes. Yeah. And and the suddenness of that was 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 part of it. I, I, I you know, I never met her. I, I've met a lot of uh, people from the show, but she's she's not one of them. So I have absolutely no personal contact, no connection. But I've also spent years of my life with her. And that that's that's true for any of us in any of the fandoms that we that we love, you know, whether we whether we want to acknowledge it or not. When we watch these shows for years and years, that's like having a member of your family. These are people that you've spent a lot of time and a lot of emotional investment with. And then when suddenly they're gone, uh, of course it's crushing to you. If it doesn't, you may be you may be lacking in empathy. There may be. Um, does that make sense? Yeah,
0: it makes sense. And I want to make a suggestion. And I think you and Clarence both will, uh, <clears throat> hopefully think this is a good suggestion. I would like to invite Karen back on the show to, to talk about not just Sarah Jane, but why yeah. that when William Shatner walks in the room that people say that is Captain Kirk. Yeah. You know, why do people become to, to the point to where we're having this conversation about a fictional character, you know, I, I think that would be a brilliant
1: conversation to have. It's it's so important, I think, and so much. Uh, yeah, it, it, I just love that her her science is is connected with our art here. It's just it, it's it's fantastic. We were just talking today about uh, the Crown, which we both have thoroughly enjoyed, and we can't wait for the next year of the Crown. One of the things we love about it is Prince Philip, who of course is a real person, you know, <laughs> but in this series he's played by Matt Smith. Now, now, Karen's never liked Matt Smith's doctor. She doesn't enjoy him as an actor until she saw him as Prince Philip in The Crown. (laughs) And she loves him as Prince Philip. So so she's got a complete disconnect between the actor, Matt Smith, and that doctor that many of us love. She loves him as Prince Philip, who who is a fictitious character in that he's being played on this TV series. But he's also a real person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we can also and so that we can, you know, yeah. So many of us love Jenna Coleman as Princess and then Queen Victoria, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. who is also a real person, you know. But you know, anyway, it's,
0: yeah, it's, it's a conversation it's really, it's I not contr- mind
1: having. Yeah, yeah. No, we, 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 we got to do it. So, yeah. All right. So I think
0: it's time mm. unless – is there anything else that you guys had notes on that you would like to
2: mention before we go into our writing? Uh, real quick honorable mention. This case is Paradigm. Yeah uh, is is it really more powerful than a time machine question mark? <laughs> That's well, <all> it, <laughs> if you can if you if you can I, I got the impression
1: that that they feel like once they've got this problem solved then they can do anything – it's like it's like being Thanos you you know oh, they're, Okay. That they're talking about being able to reorganize matter and energy which would mean they would become masters of time and space and everything. That's the way I read it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm kind of there too, but it it, it yeah. just
1: it seemed almost too easy, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I, I guess it's worth worth pointing out too that I I just I laughed and laughed watching this again. I I think part of what's great about the script is that it's funny. Yes, yes, I There's agree. Yeah. Lots and lots of laugh moments, and you know the solution is why why my son imprinted on it so more. The solution about how to get uh, Kenny and the others out of the school. That's brilliant. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, <laughs> you're in a car. We're in a car. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he has to say it three times. In a car. We are in a car. <laughs> Mickey Belly says we're in a car. Yes, <laughs> it's great.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's give our reviews, uh,
2: Clarence. What would you give this uh, particular episode? I really enjoyed it. Again, probably not as much as you guys. So I'm going to land somewhere around a 4.4. 4. All right. Mr. Shackelford. I have to give it five out of five. I admired
1: this script so very much. And I, I, I really think I would have enjoyed it. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> if it didn't have Sarah Jane in it. If, I, the, <laughs> the, that dynamic is so important. I guess what I'm saying is if it had been, uh, you know, another companion from the past. Ah, interesting. You know, yeah. If it had been Jamie, you know, I don't know. That 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 probably wouldn't have worked as well. So, but you know, maybe. So one of the other female companions. Anyway,
0: you were waiting but, uh,
1: for a male to come back. That's what it was. That's right. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, yeah. I, I got to give this a solid five. It's 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 just one of my favorite episodes of all time, and a lot of it is is uh, of course about Sarah Jane, but a lot of it's just because it's a, it's a fun and funny episode and um, um, you know, with, with a real serious threat and, um, um, and a real problem for the doctor to solve about how to tell Rose the God's honest truth and um, which he does. And I love that.
0: All right. So for me, I'm actually going to give it a five. So um, for all the reasons that I've already been talking for over and over and over and over <laughs> again. Um, you know, I think it could have survived as a story and a solid, enjoyable story more so than tooth and claw. Even had Sarah not been in there, if it would have just been Rose and Mickey and the doctor, I think it would still have been enjoyable. But for all the reasons that I've been talking about with Sarah, I'll say that I'm giving it a five. There we there you go. go. So as a wrap, Mr. Brown if anyone wanted to find other things that they're working on, what might they do or where could they find
2: you? I'll just send them to the web address, discussing
1: Cool deal. Mr. Shackelford, where hmm. might they find ye? I'd just like to mention that I coined the term Discussing Network. I, just, I just want to keep- <laughs> Royalties. <laughs> Royalties. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Uh trademark, trademark. Um trademark, Donna Noble. Um <laughs> yes. <laughs> Relativitypodcast.com. That's all I'm going to say. Cool deal. Well, for anyone listening, we appreciate
0: totally that you remain with us. So let us know what you think. Did you think this was a fantastic episode like I did? Did you think that it wasn't? Who's your favorite companion? Was it Sarah Jane? Do you agree? Regardless, we want to hear from you. So, Send us some feedback, and the way you can do that is record a message or, you know, type out a message, whichever one that you would prefer to do, and send it to host, H-O-S-T-S, at discussingnetwork.com. And we will be back next time.
1: Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. so here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash who. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash who. also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that? You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com. Or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.